So I've got a simple title for today off the Let There Be Light series. It's called Jesus is the Light. Jesus is the Light. When I got saved or came back to Jesus, whatever you want to call it, in 2001, uh, just, I joined a church that had just stopped singing a song that I'm glad that they had just stopped singing. And it went something like this because they used to rip it off. But Buddha, he ain't the light. Krishna. He ain't the light. Some of you may know that song. Um, anyway, I'm so glad. That, and then they, they listed a whole bunch of people after that. And, uh, and then they said, but Jesus is the light. And I thought, oh, it's cheesy. I'm so glad we've been saved from that as, as church. That was like late 80s, early 90s, throwback. Just I'm so glad that like, Christian music has progressed past that point. But it's just a simple truth that I want to bring across this morning. We're trying to be under an hour. So if you just bear with me, I'm going to be at least... 12, 15 minutes, just because of corona and all of that. And can I say, uh, well done for being flexible in this time. We're probably going to have to continue to be flexible in this time, because we don't know what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. It does seem like cases are rising. Uh, so just, can you please bear with us as a church? We're trying to navigate. I'm talking to pastors across the city, what they're doing. What, lots of people sent me uh, articles yesterday. We just have to be wise. Uh, the heart above everything we do is to look after you guys as a church and to love you and to serve you well. And we, want, we always want to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. So if we have to go online for a season, it's going to pump. If we have to stay here for a season, it's going to pump. Either way, Jesus is going to be glorified. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Jesus, that you're the one that changes us. You're the one that molds us. And my prayer, Lord God, is that at the end of 2021, would we, would we look more like you in our thoughts, in our actions, in our devotion. Jesus, would you be the center of everything in our lives? Just a little thing, and it kind of links in with where, what I'm going to talk on, but we're going to be fasting as a church from the 31st of, sorry, not from the 31st, the 1st and the 2nd of February, which is a Monday and a Tuesday. Uh, and it, we'll, we'll give you directives of what we're going to be praying and fasting for. But I think it's a great way to kick off the year, to start the year. It's going to be a liquid fast, which means you don't fast liquids. It means you fast on liquids. And that doesn't mean you've, you've got like a thick kind of massive soup. It's, it's like, you know, and we feel that you actually are hungry if it's a smoothie, whatever it is. And um, yeah, so we're going to be fasting as a church. So let's, let's read. John 1 says this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And I want to say that at the beginning of 2021, and if you go read the Bible to the end, we know that the Word of God is Jesus, which I'll explain now, is that if we start and end our year on the Word, it's why we've given you and going to be giving you guys um, these uh, journals that has a way of just you connecting with God and, and uh, a reading program for you to just read the Bible throughout the whole year is that we need to start and end our year with the Word. We need to start and end our year with Jesus. We started with Jesus, look to Jesus. I remember the sermon, it's time to look to Jesus. And I ended the last sermon that I preached before Christmas, it's time to look to Jesus. And if that's where our focus is, and if you look at this, uh, John 1, it's really throwing back to Genesis 1, which says this, in the, begin in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness, can we all say darkness? covered the surface of the watery depths and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. 
God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. The amazing thing is that a few verses later, he only makes the sun and the moon and the stars. Is that light we're going to look at now is Jesus. So I'm going to teach a little bit, just these first few verses, then I'm going to give us a few little applications. I've prepped a half an hour, 40 minute sermon, and I'm going to kind of cram it into like 15, 20 minutes. Is that cool? Or now 10 minutes. So the amazing thing is, is, is that you have this word, it says in the beginning was the word. Now the word there is logos. It's a, it's a Greek word which if you look at uh, the, it, Paul, uh, sorry not Paul, John in his genius and by, the, by the, the unction of the Holy Spirit was trying to reach two different groups of people. He was trying to reach the Greeks and he was trying to reach the Jews. And this all has, has meaning to us. This is not just a lecture. So the, first of all to the Greeks. The Greek or pagan philosophers, when they read the word logos, they thought this. It's the, and I'm going to just quote someone else. The principle of rationality. Lying deep within the cosmos and within all human hearts. This is what Greeks believed. Get in touch with that principle and you'll find its true meaning. Life's true meaning. Maybe John here is introducing them to a person and not an abstract object. When philosophers of that day would look at the word a logos, they would think of the stabilizing, ordering force, the, the source of everything. John writes this and he says, in the beginning was the word. And I'm going to introduce you to the word that is not this impersonal force. It's Jesus. It's found in a person. He speaks again to the Jews. And if you look at Psalm 33, it says, By the word, same word, of the Lord, the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. And if you read in Proverbs 8, his wisdom is found in his creation. His word is what he speaks. So for Jews, the word of God was, again, an impersonal force that achieved the, the ends of the goal of what God wanted to do. But when John writes this, he says, in the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. He brings it to a personal place. So why does this matter to us? It matters because we find our ultimate meaning in Jesus. That going and looking back at 2021, which for many of you has been tough, and we've mourned and cried with many of you. It's been tough on different levels, not just because of Corona. Corona has been horrible. It's affected family members. People have died. Some people have lost jobs. It's been just a rough 2020. But if we look into 2021, I was looking at the world, a video on the World Economic Forum, and it is like, if, if we don't get certain things right, 2021 is going to look bleak. I'm like, oh, the world is just like so bleak. We need hope. And we need Jesus. If we find our ultimate meaning in him. We, we, the Greeks were searching for wisdom. The Jews were searching for a sign. And it says here that, the, that we preach Christ in 1 Corinthians 1. It's a stumbling block to Jews, but it's foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those who are called or those who are being saved, both Jews and Greeks, it's the, it's the power of God and the wisdom of God. We need to keep looking at Jesus. We need to keep studying and we need to keep understanding that we find our why. We find our ultimate meaning, not in the stuff we do, not in what we accumulate in life, but we find our ultimate meaning in Jesus and Christ alone. Because at the end of 2021, I'm like, God, I, I look around at, at my life and I'm like, thank you for the blessings. Thank you for my beautiful twins. Thank you for what, where you've placed me in the city. I love living here. It's, it's had its challenges. It's like everything in life. But God, I'm so grateful that you've placed me in this place. But none of that matters if we don't have Jesus. 
Because you can have everything on this planet, but if you don't have Jesus, the source of all life, through whom everything was made, we'll never have actual meaning in our lives. You can have the best car and there's nothing wrong with the best cars. You can have the best house and there's nothing wrong with the best house. But those things by themselves have no meaning aside from Jesus. Because Jesus is the one that fills the gap. He's the one that the Greeks were looking for. He's the one that the Jews were looking for. It said it's a stumbling block to both of them. But to those who are being saved, it's life. We find life in Jesus. I'm a feeler by nature, which means I feel a sense the room. I came to Jesus because, not because of logics. For some of you, it was that. I was like, man, I, I, need, I need purpose in my life. I, need, I, I, I came and I, I walked into church and I was like, wow, these people are carrying purpose and they're carrying life. And it was a bit of a 90s throwback church and it wasn't like this cool hipster, whatever you want to try to find and we're relevant to the world. It wasn't any of that, but it was a people of God who loved Jesus with everything. And they, were, they had purpose in their lives. And that hit my heart. But for some of you, finding Jesus was logic. Maybe it was reading a bunch of books and you kind of, you get to the place where you find it. But either way, what I've realized this is that the author of this scripture which is the Holy Spirit inspired man is that God is after every single one of us. And if you're sitting at home, you're sitting here, you've got friends and family, you don't know him, you're the ones who carry the truth and the light. Jesus is the one where you will find the meaning of why you are alive. And I think back of the stories of the city lights people. And it's been more than people that have come in and served and thrown their lives into this community. It's people who have found Jesus. Look at Ryan and Natalie, two little boys. I think Natalie, Natalie got saved in the church. I remember clearly um, uh, one guy is not really part of the church anymore. Occasionally comes, maybe he's online. But I remember him coming to the front. He stood in front of me and he's like, I need to give my life to Jesus. And I just prayed the sinner's prayer, which is just literally this. God, have my all. You'll have many conversations with Jesus. But it starts with God, you have my life. One John three says this, carrying on. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created or has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of man. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The one thing we can be sure of looking forward and looking back is that the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ is never snuffed out. He works through when we do things right, he even works through when we mess up. Jesus' light will always, always, always shine. Last week we looked at, is that God, Jesus says, I built my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We, can, we never have to worry about God's church. We have to build it because Jesus is building. He's building his church so we just partner with God in the building of his church. We do the best we can. But we don't have to worry if we go into a season of lockdown. America, vast majority of the churches have had season in lockdown, but a lot of them have seen more people saved, more people come to Jesus in a time of lockdown where they couldn't meet in person. Now, pastors love to meet in person. I love to like, touch people on the shoulder. We can't really do that anymore. We give like kind of fake in the air, fist bumps, whatever we're doing right now. Um, but the, the fact is God is using this moment to see people come into his kingdom of God, into his kingdom. God's word in Genesis and in John 
you had creation and then you have the new creation. God's word, Jesus, challenges the darkness always. He always pushes back darkness. If we switched all the lights off here and you had one light, is that everyone's eyes would focus. It just needs a candle. It just needs a little bit of light in a little place of darkness. And throughout history, God has used a remnant. He's used people who, who like, where the world is looking so dark. There's a small remnant of people that are praying, they are fasting, they are seeking their Father in heaven. And if there's that, God can move. I felt about a, a, year, and, a year and a bit ago, bit of 2020 and previous to that, that the enemy had an agenda to push past, pastors out of the city. I genuinely felt it, like, and I could see some of my friends just walk through tough moments, uh, and I can, I, can, I can list guys, one after one, that went through tough things. Some lasted, some didn't. But the enemy had an agenda, and I was like, and I just said to Star yesterday, I was like, it's almost when you look at that scripture, and it says, when you've done all you can, just stand. And sometimes we've, all we've done is just stand, weak, after week, we do our best to preach Jesus. We do our best to love people. We do our best to be the kingdom of God on the city, in the city, to see people changed. And honestly, the enemy hates it. He, darkness hates light. But we need to just keep standing. And next week, I'm going to look at what it means to be one as light. Let's go to verse 10. It says, He was in the world, talking about Jesus, and the world was created through him. Yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. And if you look, the problems in this world haven't changed. We've got, we've got people, myself, and probably yourself included, is that we prefer darkness over light. Man's heart is bent towards rebellion, but Jesus keeps pulling us in. We often don't recognize Jesus. Jesus came to his own people. Now, if you look at the people of Israel, they had thousands of prophecies pointing towards when a Messiah would come. And he came and he literally stood in front of them and they said, give us a sign and show us that you're the Messiah. And he says, the only sign I'm going to give you is that I'm going to, the sign of Jonah, he said, is going to be in the belly of a whale, which is Jesus dying three days, rose again on the third day. That is the sign that Jesus is going to give to those that are looking. Ecclesiastes 1.9 it says this, what has been will, be will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. The problems that pervaded the world two, three thousand years ago, the sinfulness of man's heart, because of Adam and Eve and mankind that has sinned sub subsequently, that is the issue that Jesus de deals with. That is where he shines light in the darkest places where no one knows. My view is this, around the pandemic. God didn't cause it, but God is using it. God is using this time to get the church on their knees. If it, I think it's in John 15 or 16, John 16, it says that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. In this time, the Holy Spirit is working, not to condemn, but to draw people into the loving heart of the Father. And you and I get to be the people that show that loving heart. We'll talk about that next week. Acts 17, 26. From one man, he has made every nationality to live over the whole earth and has determined the appointed times and the boundaries where they live. He did this so that they might seek God and perhaps might reach out to find him, though he is not far from each one of us. And this is Paul speaking in Athens. 
And he walks past this thing and says, there's an altar to the unknown God. And he speaks to them and he says this, that God has placed you here at this time, in Dubai at this time. So it's somehow, there must be more than this. I have this deep longing in my heart. Who's going to answer this why? And it's always Jesus. John 1.12, it says, Yet who all did receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name were born not of natural descent or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. John 3.16, a few pages later, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The solution for mankind is 1 verse 12. But all who did receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. And I was, it's crazy because the kids are doing pretty well at sleeping through the night. They wrestle to sleep, takes ages, or at least if Rocco does. And then once he's asleep, uh, he sleeps pretty well. But then I'm so used to waking up after four hours because of him. Thanks, dude. I feel like waking him up when I wake up. She like wake him up like he used to wake me up. Anyway, and uh, just uh, that serves you right. <laughs> He's a 16 months, by the way. Probably you're thinking, what the heck? Okay, um, um, and I was just sitting in bed at like four in the morning a couple of nights ago, and I was laughing to myself how Raya comes into my study, and she does this thing now where she walks backwards. She finds her back on something, and then she sits down, and she sat down, and she just looked at me and smiled. She looked at me and she smiled. And then I remember coming uh, this week, coming home after a few meetings. Rocco was sitting on Starla's lap. He just he had two toys in hand, just chucks it down. And then he starts running towards me and he like runs on his tippy toes. He walks like me, unfortunately. He's got, uh, what are these? It says duck feet, eh? Yeah, I, I don't know, whatever. It's like this. And uh, he runs towards me. And I was like, and I started to think about that. And God, if we are children of God, like 1 John 3 says, see what kind of love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God, that is what we are. Our Father in heaven sits and thinks about us. That is the solution to the world's problems. Rejection, identity, belonging, purpose. Your Father in heaven is right now thinking about you and laughing. It's like, oh, isn't it cute when Alistair does that thing? You know, when he hits the drums like that, you know, isn't it so cute when Sean gets up and he's like funny. And, it, you know, like God in heaven, just think about that. If, if, if the Bible says if our, if our Father on earth knows how to give good gifts, how much more does our Father in heaven? We've been adopted into the family. Even when we, at our worst, God is thinking his best over us. I honestly, I've, I've realized this more and more. <laughs> No one's perfect, but you come back to God and you almost have this kind of, when, you, when you've messed up and you're like, you've done something wrong and you're like, you're like, you have to work your way back to the Father. It's not at all. He's just open arms. He loves us. Psalm 139 said he thought about us before we were born. He was involved in our birth. Starla's 28 and a half weeks pregnant. Please, Jesus, let it get to 36, 37, 38, 39, 40 it'll be much easier please Jesus and um, God is knitting together that little boy in her womb right now he's thinking of the plans and the purposes and the problem is we get born into this world and there's everything in this world that's going to distract us from the plans and purposes of God and we're never going to know what it means to be fully alive until we know what it means to be fully loved 
No accumulation of anything is ever going to give you any satisfaction that our loving Father who knows you deeply and intimately. Despite He knows the stuff you're going to do in the future, He still loves you. He still pours out His life towards you. The Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. We observed the glory, the one and only, the Son, the Father, full of grace and truth. truth. Verse 16. Indeed, we have received grace upon grace. Uh, sorry, indeed we have received grace upon grace from his fullness. The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, known as have seen God, the one and only Son who is himself God and is at the Father's side, has revealed him. We need to look at Jesus in 2021 because it shows truly who God is. It answers all of our questions. It pushes back darkness in our lives. It gives us purpose for why we were born because we look at him. We look at Jesus. I am nothing else without him. I'm, without Jesus, I, I have nothing. I, I say that honestly with every bit of truth in my heart. I may have not been able to say it with truth in my heart five years ago because there's maybe a bit of arrogance in my heart or, or false pride or false humility, whatever it is. I have nothing without Jesus. See, all other religions need you to work towards something. Path, nirvana. Uh, you better do all of these things. Christianity or being a f- Jesus, a follower of the way, which is probably a more accurate and more biblical term. The follower of the way, Jesus, came to us. He lived with us. This word that the Greeks held on to, that the Jews were looking for their whole lives, John is saying, this word came and lived amongst us. You didn't recognize him. Let's not miss Jesus today. Let's not miss Jesus this morning. Let's not miss Jesus if you're online. Here's the answer. Can we pray together? You can stay seated. We're going to, have, we're going to hand out the journal straight afterwards. Heavenly Father, I'm praying this prayer from the depths of my heart for myself, for my family. I pray that everyone here would pray it. And I've said it so many times, Father, Dad, my life is yours. My life is yours. Can we just, if you want to repeat that in your heart, you can even speak it out, say, my life is yours. If you're praying that for the first time, you've prayed a salvation prayer. I believe that you exist. I surrender my life to you. It says we, if we confess that Jesus is Lord, the word Lord there is mean Jesus is now in charge. If that is you, please come and chat to me or one of the leaders up front. We'd love to pray with you and lead you into something greater and a deep understanding of what the decision you made. If it's online, please click. Uh, I think there's a little button that says, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We'll get hold of you. Please click on whatever you need to do. Just get hold of a leader. Info at citylastabad.org. Whatever it is, just get hold of us. We'd love to pray with you and walk a journey. I pray, Lord God, that as we talk about light, I pray that your light would shine in every dark place. We would be the light that shines in every dark place. 
And I pray, Lord God, that thank you that your word says that it'll never be snuffed out. This, the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus will never, ever be snuffed out in our lives. I thank you for every single person that is sitting here, every single person online, every single person who couldn't make online, that considers themselves part of City Lights. I pray, Lord God, that you would shine your light on their lives. I pray, Lord God, that we would go into this week knowing that we are accepted, that we are loved, that our Father in heaven is thinking about us and he has good and perfect plans for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.